0: Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. We want to thank you for joining us on the call today. I want to give you a couple of options also that you can reach us or enjoy Bible studies with us. Every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern, we have a Bible conference call for about 30 to 40 minutes. Again, every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. And you can reach us direct by phone 609-663-1224. Again, that's 609 609- Six six three, one two two four, or you can reach us online if you would send us your uh, email address. I'll send you the details. And again, that's at uh, Pastor Eric, five the number five two three at gmail dot com. And if you would just send us your email address, emails rather be contacted by email. We can in turn reply back to you. Again, it's at Pastor Eric, at five two three at gmail dot com. Pastor Eric, five two three. At gmail.com okay, today we're going to be studying about uh, Thanksgiving We've, we're entering now into the holiday season and as we're uh, going we're approaching uh, Thanksgiving next week and of course Christmas follows after that but I believe as the Bible says and as the scripture says that in the last days in second uh, Timothy rather it talks about how that men will be unthankful and I believe we become unthankful when we forget about what God has done for us. And if you would go over to the book of Romans and I'm not, we're not going to, that's not going to be our studies today but if you go over to the book of Romans, first chapter on the 18th verse, it talks about the steps that will take you away from God. It will, they will take you away from your study of the scripture. It'll take you away from, uh, your relationship with him. And that's the whole purpose for the Bible is to Help us reestablish our relationship with God, because Christianity is not set up as a religion God, Jesus did not come that we would have religion, but he said, "We I have come that you might have life and that more abundantly and Any time you have life between two, there must there's communication there's uh laughter there's joy, there's love, there's life experiences." And when you partner up with anyone, whether it's in marriage between a man and a woman or between friends, you partner up and that person walks with you on this life journey. And, you, and they see you, you, you walk with each other and you support, you support each other uh, in, in good times and bad times, hard times, through birth and death and life. And you go through things together, but you have that bond because you walk together. And I'm just going to read a little bit again, it's not going to be our study today. But in Romans 1.18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And a way that uh, I believe that Paul is talking about here is, it's when we see the truth. The Bible said in the last days that men will call good evil and evil good. So he, So when we hold the truth in unrighteousness, that means that we take a truth of God, and we we make that evil. It's like today when men. I we I heard uh, just a few days ago how one man was uh, actually devaluing. I call it devaluing life. And someone asked him. They said, "What uh, you know? We hear preachers talking about abortion. We hear people talking about sin." They said, "And this brother brought up, he said, well, you know.'" In my book, I'm putting these in my words, he said, I don't, he said, what's the difference between abortion and lying? That's a big difference because a lie can, it it affects you because that's, that's you diverting the truth. But in abortion, it affects two lives, the birth, the life of that, 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 that purpose and that life that God has sent into the earth and the life of that mother who will never forget. What happened on that day, on that hour, and the relationship that led to this pending birth that that they cut off. It does not mean that God does not forgive, that God will not uh, forgive us for that. But it does mean, though, that a leader, a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, his life has been terminated. Whereas, because God has a purpose for all of us. And when he sent us in the world, he sends us with a purpose. And when we abort that life, we stop a purpose that God has started out on. Life and death is in the power of God only. And, uh, and when I say that, let me, let me repurpose that, I'll restate that is that God is the creator of life. Satan is the author of death. And when God sends a life into this world, He sends it with a purpose, and I believe again as we go back, and what my my intent in coming to uh, uh, Romans eight one eighteen is because when we become, uh, we when we become hard hearted, when our hearts are like a candlestick that has that the Bible calls it being waxed gross, it means that. Uh, when candlesticks are made, that candlestick is dipped into the wax over and over. That's the old school way of making it. Over and over again. And that wick has has the wax build up on it. So after a time, the wax becomes thick. And then the, the candlestick maker cuts it off and gets another. But the, 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 what makes that candlestick is the build up of that wax. And then it hard, and wax has got to harden for it to be useful. Well, I say to, say to you and say to myself that when we allow our hearts to become hardened and covered with the cares of this life, then we become unthankful. We hold the truth of God in unrighteousness. We become ungodly because we esteem the world's opinion above God's opinion. And I think, one of them, again, this, the subject of what we're talking about today is thankfulness, not unthankfulness. Because again, as we go into next week and uh, into this season, I believe not only just this season, but all of the time that, of our lives as believers and even unbelievers, we should be thankful that God has given us another life, another day in our lives, another opportunity each morning to wake up. The Bible says that each, each day brings forth new mercies. So in other words, God doesn't limit us to mercies of yesterday. But the loving and forgiving God knew that we need his mercy and grace each and every day. So, let's start our our, our study today. We're going to start out in the book of St. Luke, chapter 17, verse number 12. But I wrote down a few things before as we get started today. I believe that our worship is incomplete without thanksgiving. Or, we are incomplete unless we remember to honor and give glory to God. I'll say that again. Our worship is incomplete. Without thanksgiving. For we are incomplete. Lest we remember. To honor and give glory to God. So let's go now to our, our uh, scriptures for study today. It's in the book of St. Luke. We're going to start reading it at the 12th verse. And again it's the, the gospel of St. Luke. And just to set this up. Jesus has come in, we're going to read, I'll read the 11th verse and we'll, we'll get into this today. The book of St. Luke, chapter 17, verse 11. And it's talking about, and, and it came to pass as he, and him being Jesus, went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered, verse 12, he entered into this, a certain village. There met him ten men that were a lepers, which stood afar off. Now, in this time, which was still, uh, although we were in the Gospels, they were living under the, uh, the, the 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 law laws of the Old Testament, which required that lepers could not come in the presence of others because even their presence they didn't have to touch you, but they were considered unclean and they were unclean because leprosy was contagious, and so to keep their bodies cleaned or not to catch or not to contract that leprosy. They separated the lepers from the non-lepers. And this is why these men stood afar off, but they heard life was passing by. And isn't that something? I wonder how many times we've allowed life to pass us by and not reach out. Either by uh, and, and and not use our faith. And I even looked at myself at times and, and I heard one preacher talk about missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. We don't want to uh, reach ourselves or uh, find ourselves later on in life and, uh, and allow opportunities to pass us where we know that we've latched on to unbelief. We've latched on to habits and to people who are, who are not a blessing to us. And we allow that personal, we allow that habit to drain the very life out of us to where we can't take advantage of the things that God show us. We find ourselves out of position, whether you are looking to be married or you, you're looking to have children one day and we allow the crowd to lead us and we get reputations or we get bad reputations and we don't uh live a life that a potential mate will say, yeah, you know what? I think he's nice. So I think she's nice. I think I want to get to know them. But uh, that person that you may be looking for is looking for a person it could be looking for a person to say, you know what, this is the type of person that I would like to marry. This person, you know, they look a certain way, they act a certain way, you know, they hold themselves in a certain esteem or whatever. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but we all, at one point or another, uh, even if you're married today, or you, especially if you're unmarried, you look for certain characteristics in people. So, as I, I and, and, and what I'm driving at is that we sometimes. We lose, our, we lose out on opportunities because we allow things to infect us. And this is where these we men were. Whether it was their fault or, or whatever, they contracted leprosy. Whether they were born with it, whether they caught it later on in life, either way, they found themselves in an unclean, an unprofitable situation. But what they did, unlike many times in our, in, in our lives or at certain times, or even maybe just one occasion, You'll find, you'll see an opportunity. And we must learn to grasp hold. The Bible says in, in, uh, in uh, Hebrews eleven six. it says, Now faith is the subject, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now means now. Faith is not tomorrow. Faith is now. We must believe God for whatever we want. We must call those things that are not as though they were. And with an expectation that this uh, spiritual baby, this spiritual seed, this, this 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 seed of a business, this seed of a marriage, this seed of, of an education, this seed of a house, or this seed of a better life, we must see it not only as a seed, but see it manifest in our future by faith. But we don't just look out into the distance, but in our hearts and minds and thoughts, we must see ourselves walking into that new house. We must see ourselves and count the doors and count the windows in the front and, you know, the house, however big or small. You may want an 800 square foot house or a 5,000 square foot house. It doesn't matter, but it's according to your faith. But whatever you get in life, you see it, you say it, and then you can get it. If you can see yourself, Getting out of where you are. And I believe all of this is derived from that, that that thankful heart. That heart that has an expectation that the God I serve is able and that his word is true. If he did it for my mother, if he did it for my neighbor, if he did it for my father, if he did it for the mothers and elders in the church, then he can and will and has already done it for me. So this is what these men had done in Luke, uh, uh, Luke 17. They had heard about Jesus. So when they heard that life was passing by, that healing was passing by, that Jesus was passing by, it says in the, uh, in the 13th verse, it says, And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, have mercy on us. They did not allow the life the living bread the living water they did not allow him to get past without lifting up their voice and says stop that's what they did when they said have mercy on us they said jesus stop because if you were just an ordinary man i'm sure there were people all day passing by traveling the road uh through samaria and and galilee there were plenty of people men women children foreigners uh, uh citizens But when they heard about Jesus was passing by, they called out to him because they had hope, they had faith that this Lord had the ability to give me something that nobody else can do. And they began to cry out to him. Verse 14, and when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And as it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. But let's go back to that 14th verse in the first stanza. It says, when he saw them. See, a lot of times we see there are people in need, but we don't see them. But I want to tell you, God sees you. He sees your issue. He sees your problem. He sees depression, worrying in your mind and worrying in your spirit, that worry, that concern that you have. And that's why it's important that we know the Bible. We know that God is for us. He says in the book of James and in the book of Peter, he talks about how that we have to cast our cares upon him. And if we humble ourselves and give him the issue, give him the problem, give him the, 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 the whatever baggage or what, what we had in our past. The Bible says that, Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. He said, in Christ, we are a new creature. Second Corinthians five seventeen. We are a new creature in Christ. All those old situations are gone. When you are born again, I don't care if you are in the deepest, darkest, ugliest prison on earth. You may have a 30, 40 life sentence. You may have a death sentence. But if you have ears to hear, it doesn't take a boatload of, of faith. Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, a mustard seed is, to make a comparison, it's like the top of a pen. Like a the top of an ink, you can say the top of an ink pen or top of a, uh, a a straight pen or whatever pen you may have, a clothespin. It's so very tiny and small. But Jesus said, if you have faith as a seed uh, the uh, grain of a mustard seed you could speak to the mountain and it would be cast into the midst of the sea it's not about how much faith you have but whether you can push back the unbelief with faith in Jesus Christ and the bible says "What well, did Jesus told them something see they had to they had to use their faith they said have mercy Jesus said go and show go show yourself to the priest now he gave them something to do the prophet will give you something to do. He going to tell you something to do. Or he going to give you something to say. And what Jesus did was. He said go show yourself to the priest. Well see it took faith. Because only cleansed people. Showed themselves to the priest. So they made the connection. Oh if I go show myself. I'm going to be clean. When I get there. But the Bible says in the 14th verse. It says and it came to pass. See. That that, that 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 death that was clinging on to them because if they kept living leprosy was going to take them out see if we, you stay on drugs if you stay in that in that depression if you stay in that in that in that, in that bad relationship in that abusive relationship, If you stay on drugs, if you stay on alcohol, if you stay in in, in anger and let let that pressure build up so, it can cause a heart attack, a stroke. All of these things are bound. This world is deadly. It's deadly. If you take on all of these things on yourself and it's in your power to say, Lord, when you reach the end of yourself, and said, Jesus, help. And this is what these men did in the 13th verse. They said, Jesus, have mercy on us. And then Jesus spoke with authority and said, Go show yourself to the priest. I got I've given you something. But they had to receive what he said by faith. They just had to believe it. They had to forget about that, they, they had to loose that unbelief because they were all they they saw, they knew they were filthy, they because The leprosy, when I talk about filthy, I'm saying they were unclean. They were unclean, so they stood back. But life from God will always pull you in. God will pull you into his house, and he'll change you on the way in. I don't care what your lifestyle is today. You can be homosexual, heterosexual, trisexual, bisexual, whatever sexual you are. Jesus will bring you in, but in his bringing, he will cleanse you, and he will fix your heart. It may not happen instantly for, for all everybody. Some people get it, and they're sticking, uh, uh, lifting you know, they're on fire, and they're rolling on for God, and they keep on to Jesus come. Other people, it seems like, you know, it's uh, 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 just a step-by-step, day-by-day. It, do, it doesn't matter how, when you get clean. It matters that you get clean. Now, he'll save you right then. But I say unto you, some people, everything just drop off, and they flying down the highway. Then other people say, you know, I know I'm saved. I know God forgave me, but, you know, I've still got some issues. Keep coming. The Bible says we are washed, we are clean by the washing of the water of the word. As you just keep receiving what Jesus said. Receiving his grace. Receiving his word. And trusting in it. So, Lord, I trust you. I'm sitting in this cell. I'm sitting in this hospital. I'm sitting in this chair, Lord, and I feel so bad. I you know my health, my mind, these bars, this building, this marriage, this, this, this relationship, this job. I feel like I'm in prison. I feel like God, I wear, I wear leprosy. I have no friends, no family, no nothing to, to be positive about. But Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor. And I'll give you rest. He said, I'll give it to you. He just asked that you believe. And that's what he asked for this, these, these lepers to do. Just believe. So he said in the 14th verse, Go, show yourself to the priest. And it shall come to pass that as they went, they were clean because they walked. Because they walked by faith. Hallelujah. They, they As they went, whether they were running, whether they were walking, whether they were hopping, whether whatever they were doing, As they went, as they acted by faith, the Bible says leprosy had to go. And it says they were cleansed. And then it says in the 15th verse, and one of them, he looked at himself. He said, I'm healed. And he turned back because he says, something has happened to me. I got to go back and thank the man that had loosed me from death. Death has fell off of me. And with a loud voice, he came back to Jesus. And with a loud voice, the Bible says, He glorified God. He praised him. He, he lifted him. And he, and he fell down on his face. He came to Jesus and by and now he fell at his feet. And he be, and with, with, with glory, with thanks, with praise. He gave him thanks. And the Bible says he was a Samaritan. Now, it must have been something different with the other nine because the Bible pointed out because Samaritans were not considered a part of the household of faith in the Old Testament. So the Samaritans were Jews who had mixed blood. You know, they could have been, whatever the nationality or the nations that were around, they weren't, they didn't keep their their Jewish lineage clean, for lack of a better word. They they intermarried with other other nations, which God forbade. So they were called Samaritans, and the Jews and Samaritans had no dealing because many of the uh the many of the Jews were uh, for a time for hundreds of years they were pushed out into other nations, but they stayed among their people. but the Samaritans who were left in uh left in Israel they intermarried with the many of the conquering nations, but they still had a faith in God, but they they served God and many of them they had they worship God and they, you know, they sort of, you know, it's, we used to say back in the day, you're good. Get, get, get along to get up, to get on. They, they compromised. And so there was a contention between them. So it says he was a Samaritan. By nature, by flesh, he was an outcast. But in Christ, Jesus pulled him in. Thank God that Jesus included me. When I accepted Him, amen, I was not worthy. That's all of us. There's never been a worthy man or woman that's ever been included in the household of faith that was worthy of it. But it's by grace through faith that we say, and that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. It's in, it's in the book of Ephesians. Let's keep reading as we, as we wind this up today. And Jesus asked the question in verse number 17. Oh, uh, it says, and Jesus answering said, "Were there not ten? Where are the other? Nine? Where are the nine? Jesus said, "There were nine men that were there were ten men clean. I only see one giving thanks and glory. But there was not found that returned to give God to give glory to God, save this stranger." Jesus told the uh, Pharisees and 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 scribes, and Sadducees, he said, the heartless of the whole is going to beat you in the kingdom. And I want to say, as I've said over and over again on this podcast, that this day, this great and mighty revival that's going on right now, is going to be be unseen by the world. But it's going to be seen by those who have a heart for God. Now, I'm not talking about the super-duper saint or the prophet, the doctor, and all this well and good, they will see those who have a heart for God. But the only thing you need to see what God is doing in this day is a heart for him, a heart for souls, and a heart for the kingdom. Kingdom people, kingdom men and women, kingdom um, pastors and leaders, kingdom believers. Know within their heart that's something happening right now. It may not, and you may can't see it with your natural eye, but we know by faith that God is doing something because He will never let Satan outdo him. Satan will never get the victory. Jesus said, the gates of hell he said, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Any disease, any any any, any uh, uh, leader, any devil, nothing can overcome how I have or get victory over my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We won, we win, we are winning. And it says in the 18th verse, he says, They were not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. This man completed his praise. He completed his worship. See, the others didn't consider giving thanksgiving. They just were following the process. But this stranger, this Samaritan said, I've got to give thanks. He Now, he he went and finished the process afterwards by going and showing himself to the priest, I believe, because Jesus gave him that order or gave him that command. But first, he, he wanted to complete. He wanted his worship to be complete by giving God praise and giving him glory. And Jesus said something. See, the others were healed. Maybe they were missing fingers or, you know, they might have had... Uh, uh, whatever, missing an eye or whatever else, whatever it was that was broken or missing in his life, Jesus said, you whole. If he missed fingers or toes or any, other thing, any such matter, all of it was restored. He was restored brand new. He wasn't just healed where scab came up upon his sores or tissue came on his sores, but everything that he had lost concerning his body, he was made whole. And I believe it went beyond that. I believe he got everything that he lost. If he lost house, if he lost family, whatever he was lacking, God restored it to him because he gave God praise. And I believe in the midst of this, if we'll learn in the midst of all the things that go on in the world, stay thankful, keep your praise, and give God glory. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome, awesome, awesome God we serve. And I just want to say again, as we in this Thanksgiving season, in this holiday season, don't forget to give God praise. And all of your gift giving and all of the visiting family and friends and whatever, whatever the case may be, don't forget to give God glory and to give Him praise. And we're going to pray, Father, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you, God, that you consider each and every one that's on this phone. I believe not no accident or no, 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 no error are they hearing us today on this podcast. But they hear us because you have destiny. The scripture says, he who has begun a good work in us shall finish it unto the day of Jesus Christ. We believe that you are, you are making a, a, a mighty army even now. Men and women preaching and teaching and living and sharing their lives with those who are lost, with those who are discouraged, with those who are sick or diseased, letting them know as long as there's God, there's hope. And for any that are unsaved today, I pray, Lord, they will follow this prayer. Father, forgive us for our sins. God, thank you for your son, Jesus, who died and rose again on the third day. I receive him as my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. And I believe that you are cleansing me even now. And I am accepted into the family of God. Because you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. shall." be saved. We thank you for all things Lord Jesus. We praise you because you are good. In Jesus name. Amen Lord Jesus. Amen. And one more thing we can leave today. Remember to join us on each and every uh, week or anytime you have the opportunity to join us on Journeys in Grace as we go through teaching and preaching the word of God and send us an email at PastorEric523 and Tell us about it. If you enjoyed the broadcast or you have questions, we are more than happy to answer. Again, thank you for joining us today. again today on Joins and Grace. Be blessed till we meet again in Jesus name. Amen.